it's kind of the, those behind closed doors moments that we don't always get to see. And that's what's so important is by raising awareness and talking about it is we start to realize that maybe this mom looks perfect and looks like they have it all together, but they really are experiencing the same things that I am. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky, and on today's call, I'm with the wonderful Cassie Pig. How are you, Cassie? I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. I have two feet and a heartbeat, I like to say. Now, uh, I know that you're <laughs> a, an advocate of maternal mental health uh, for women. Could you tell us, um, before we do that, a little bit about um, things like where you're located and uh, why this has become such an important topic for you? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm located in the United States. Um, I'm a Midwestern girl, so I'm in Illinois. And um, this all started for me um, after I had my daughter. So I was one of these like typical moms that, you know, going to be a new mom. I read all the baby books. I did all the things and um, nothing really prepared me for what was going to happen after birth. You know, you always hear about like the what to expect when you're expecting. But um, once you get home and you get in that situation, sometimes it can be totally different than what you ever what you ever expect it to be. So that's kind of how all this happened. I actually was unfortunate in that I suffered from um, severe postpartum anxiety after I had my daughter. And so after, you know, going through that and kind of getting myself well, I, I started to talk about it. And what I realized by, you know, talking about it just with, you know, friends, acquaintances is that a lot of women experience this and never talk about it. it it's something that a lot of times happens behind closed doors and so I just decided that you know that needs to change um I think women need to feel more comfortable um talking about their emotions they need to know that it doesn't you know just because they feel a certain way it doesn't make them a bad mom and I just think that's that's so important and that's kind of where you know, my my mission stemmed from, I guess. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so very much. I, I know that it's, you know, a very confronting moment when you have a newborn in your arms and you have a new baby seat in your vehicle and you and you place that wonderful new life into the back of your vehicle because at that very moment, it dawns on a lot of us that, hey, this is very real. Now, I wonder, um, with your experience, um, I, I, I was wondering about, you know, the leading up to, I guess, uh, before the event and during the birthing, and then um, once you leave the hospital, are there are there resources available that you deal with and that you manage women through in this in this respect? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's actually really common for women to start developing symptoms of postpartum depression, anxiety, even, even during pregnancy. It's, Mm -hmm. I I think the statistic is one in seven women actually start to experience some of the, you know, postpartum depression, anxiety symptoms while they're still pregnant. 
And so I think, you know, where the where the disconnect really lies is, first of all, there's not a lot of education around it. Um, whenever you're pregnant or expecting, um, you know, there's a lot of education about the, the health side and yeah. the physical side, um, but not so much around the mental health side. So Postpartum Support International is an amazing um, foundation that offers a ton of resources, a ton of support. Um, you know, they have like numbers you can call. They have a website that has all kinds of different resources and things. So that's generally where I, I point women to whenever they, they feel like they're starting to experience symptoms or yeah. anything like that. But I think a lot of it, you know, during during pregnancy in that initial period is just education. Like you you have to know because, you know, for me personally, I I didn't even really know what postpartum depression was. So whenever I started experiencing experiencing it, mm -hmm. I it just kind of hit me in the face. Yeah, very confronting. I, I wonder if another big part of this is obviously bringing this out of the shadows and actually having conversations, communicating with each other. Do you find that um, it's difficult for for people who who are suffering this to open up and start talking? It's it's very difficult, and I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of factors that that play into that actually. And you know, I, I think part of it is society's expectation on mothers um, because you know, it's, and I think especially with social media and things like that like it, it's starting to get better there there are more and more women like myself that are starting to like speak out and advocate but you know everybody just kind of looks at you, like you see your friend who just had a baby six months ago and you know she's already back in her pre-baby clothes yeah. and you know they're going out and they're doing things so like whenever you get you get to that point and you don't feel like going out and doing anything. You don't feel like doing anything, period. Um, it, it can be kind of overwhelming to look and see, you know, all the, these pictures of perfection, which that's what we all like to portray on, mm -hmm. you know, social media. Um, but it's, it's not like that ever behind closed doors. And I think that's, that's part of it is, you know, just setting that expectation that, you know, everybody puts their best foot forward, like no matter what it, what it is, whether it's, you know, on social media or like in person, if you're, you know, having a gathering with friends that have kids, um, you know, everybody's generally like on their best behavior whenever you're in a public setting, it, it's kind of the, those behind closed doors moments that yep. we don't always get to see and we you know that's what's so important is by raising awareness and talking about it is we start to realize that okay you know maybe this mom looks perfect and looks like they have it all together but they really are experiencing the same things that that I am because they're going through this this moment in time where they feel like they have to meet this social expectation don't they mm -hmm. which can yeah. be quite which yeah. can be and quite that's dangerous yeah, it, it is. And that's, um, you know, that's part of the problem is, you know, I think, and it leads to moms, then we like, especially like put this expectation on ourselves then for, you know, whatever it is, whether it's being, you know, back in your pre-baby clothes or, you know, you're supposed to feel or act or, you know, 
be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is that there, there's no definition of like a, a perfect mom, you know, there's no, there's no real like step for mom out there that's got it all together and has it all figured out. <laughs> like we're all just flying by night and oh, yeah. figuring it out as we go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you, uh, in your personal journey with this, Cassie, do you recall a moment in time where you, you felt better? Is there, a, is there a moment that you can actually notice that? There, I think there were a lot of moments. So I, I was on the um, fortunate side of things, um, being that I had, a, I had an OBGYN who was very aggressive in, in getting me treatment right, yeah, right yeah. away. Um, so thankfully, I was able to get on the medication that I needed. I started seeing a therapist. Um, I started seeing a psychiatrist. Um, you know, all, all of that stuff went, went right for me. So I think honestly, it was like those first, you know, few months are definitely, uh, a blur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, you remember the little, the little things. Like, I remember like my daughter, you know, like her first little giggle. And like, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this. Like maybe, you know, maybe I was, I was meant to be her mom and I'm, I'm doing a good job because obviously like she's, she's doing okay. She's thriving. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with perspective too. If you can keep yourself in a good place where you have that perspective that, you know, it's, yeah, your baby is, doing okay and yep. you're doing the best you can and at the end of the day that's all you can do yeah thank you so much i i'm just reflecting on my wife's experience how um having a child uh, wrecked her body as she put it um it changed her permanently physically and that affected her mental well-being now um mm -hmm. is this the major component to this is there there obviously seems to be a connection between the mental health then also the physical health we need to take care of the mental health first obviously Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. oh, I was, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, like, what's, um, what's interesting about, you know, conditions like postpartum depression, anxiety is it's, it is a combination of factors. Because if you, if you think about like what a woman's body has just been through, mm -hmm. I mean, you've just grown a human being and then you birth that human being. So you have this physical, this drastic physical change that, you know, it, it takes nine months and then all of a sudden it's boom, everything shifts back to kind of normal, but it's still not normal. Yeah. And then also you have all these like physiological factors too, where your hormones, um, you know, everything is kind of trying to get back to that pre-baby period but it can't happen all at once so you you get these surges and rushes of hormones that play a factor in it too so it's actually it's twofold it's you know it's it's going on like it hits you from so many different directions and then also there's a there's an environmental component to it as well yeah. because you've just went from your life being a certain way to it being 180 degrees different than <laughs> so, upside <laughs> what <down>. it was before. <laughs> I, I wonder, what does um, the life partner's role play in all of this? What can they do? Well, it, it's it's one of those things that it's, it's so hard, like, it's so hard to quantify that. Like, just for partners to be supportive is the biggest thing because, 
my husband had no idea what to do for me whenever I was going through all of this. Mm -hmm. And, but he was there. And I mean, that was, that was the biggest thing that he could do for me at the time was to just be there and, and still love me, even though I had no idea what was going on with my body or my mind or anything. So, um, you know, that's, I think that's the biggest role they can play is just be that support system. And then also, I think it's, I think it's crucial for, um, you know, partners to be educated in the signs and symptoms as well, because whenever you're experiencing that, Mm -hmm. you don't always see it. So it can be helpful to have that outside perspective. Um, You know, I know whenever I was undergoing my initial diagnosis and everything, like my husband actually talked to my OBGYN privately because, you know, she wanted to get my perspective, obviously, for how I was feeling and what was what was going on. But then she also wanted to get my husband's perspective of what he was actually seeing. Um, and I think that's, that's important for, you know, getting the right course of treatment as well. This is wonderful insights. Uh, you know, this is real life stuff. I, 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 you know, there's power in just being quiet and listening to somebody who's experiencing this. I can only imagine some of the the times that, uh, that, uh, new mums go through. It, It must be absolutely traumatic to say the least. Now, um, you've gone ahead since that time and you've created this wonderful organization which you have um, amazing links out to other resources but you wrote a book let's talk about that yes so um my book is called mommy's got a tramp stamp <laughs> i love and... the title it's a great title <laughs> <laughs> yeah and everybody always asks me you know where where it came from and i always just say well I'm a mom and I have a tramp stamp, but <laughs> it actually, it goes, it goes deeper than yep. that too. Um, because it's, it, it's kind of a play on the whole, um, idea that you don't have to look or act or be a certain way to be a good mom. You can, you can have a tramp stamp, you can have, you know, piercings, you can, you know, whatever. There's no, like, There's there no is rules. no picture of yep. like what a good mom looks like. Yeah. So really, that's it's more about the ability to nurture the the child and 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 help yourself do, during this process. I I wonder what are some of the core elements that mums can find inside this wonderful book. Um, so I mean, the the book basically is just I I tell my story the good the bad and the very ugly um (laughs) everything that i went that i went through and then also um i i tried you know i made it my story but then i also tried to make it educational as well so there's a lot of information on resources that are out there there's a lot of information on you know what to look for in signs and symptoms um you know the differences between like just having the baby blues and actually having postpartum depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, some of the, some of the statistics and, and things surrounding postpartum depression, because it actually affects up to one in five new moms, um, but less than 15% actually ever seek treatment. And that's, that's a pretty scary statistic whenever you, whenever you think about it, because, um, you know, mental illness is not something to just, 
let go and, and see what happens with. And, you know, postpartum depression and anxiety is not any different in, in that aspect. And it can, it can go away. It can go away on its own within, you know, a year or even months. Um, but it can also last for years and it can also lead to some pretty devastating consequences. There was actually a study published a few years ago um, that found that suicide is actually the second leading cause of mortality postpartum. And that is, to me, that statistic is just uh, unacceptable. unacceptable. You know, whenever you think about new moms just being so overwhelmed that they, they end their life because of it. It's, I, uh, it's humbling that, uh, you know, it, and it's sobering also, you know, to hear these sorts of things, um, you know, but I've also taken from some of the reviews of your book that you take a down to earth, you know, you make people laugh, you, you, you help them understand that it's okay to not be okay, but importantly, mm -hmm. it's, it's even better and it's even more okay to go and seek some help with that. Now, um, I've seen some of the resources that you've linked out to Cassie and I was sitting there, I was a little bit agape <laughs> looking at the, the, some of the deeper levels, you know, you got uh, mm -hmm. postpartum psychosis even. It can go very, very deep and it can also affect um, the life partner as well. Tell us some of the things that women should be on the lookout for. So anything um, generally, so there's three different buckets, I guess, of, mm -hmm. um, you know, mental health issues postpartum. The, the first is the, is the baby blues, which is relatively common. You know, like we talked about, you're going through this whole life change and you have all the hormones and the physical things that are, that are going on. Um, so it's like north of 80% of women actually experience the baby blues, but with the baby blues, they're, it generally goes away within a, within a few weeks and it's more um, mild symptoms, just like feeling of sadness, you know, maybe a little bit of like grief of your former life, mm -hmm. um, th things yeah. like that kind of accompany the baby blues with postpartum dep depression and anxiety um, that it lasts longer than that first few week period and you start to get more severe symptoms like women will generally start to get insomnia they'll have un like bouts of uncontrollable crying or you know even postpartum rage is something that's um not talked about that that much but it's another like sub subcategory of postpartum depression and so there's you know it that's the more severe like women a lot of times will have like intrusive thoughts um which are like thoughts that they might hurt their baby or that something is going to happen to their baby or that they might hurt themselves um but those are just thoughts yeah. at that point yeah um whenever you get to the stage of postpartum psychosis and which that is more rare um but it it does it does happen and that's you know a lot of times that's where women get to the point that it, it does get to where it can end in them harming themselves or their babies because they're not just having thoughts anymore they're actually like they have those thoughts but then they think that they should 
complete them or they think that they should act on them. And, um, you know, a lot of times, like with women that experience postpartum, postpartum psychosis, they won't sleep at all for periods of time. And that was actually, that was my experience. I, I didn't sleep for two weeks, um, meaning I didn't sleep at all, at like all. period. Wow. Yeah. So my husband says that it was the scariest thing he's ever seen because I would, um, I would actually fall asleep and within seconds I would wake up in a complete panic because I, I just became obsessed with the fact that I, I just thought my daughter was going to die. I thought either I was going to do something to her or something was going to happen that was out of my control and she was going to die. And it was, it, it was scary, but, um, you know, I just became, and I think a lot of moms have those thoughts. Um, but I became obsessive about it. Like that was all that I could think about. And, um, you know, that's, that's the point where, women need to seek emergency medical help right away. Um, you know, whenever you get to, whenever you get to that point, um, if it, if we're talking about like postpartum depression or anxiety, mm -hmm. generally that can be handled by your OBGYN, um, or even a primary care provider or psychiatrist. Um, if you start to experience symptoms of postpartum, postpartum psychosis, you need to be an admitted to an emergency room or a psychiatric hospital immediately. These are very confronting, very complex um, topics to to talk with. And anybody who's listening to the show today, there are going to be some links back to Cassie and her wonderful work. But also, I wonder, um, Cassie, when um, you wrote this book, did you find it difficult? Did it help you heal? It, it was hard, um, but at the same time, I, I think it was, it was very therapeutic mm -hmm. and um, it was, it helped me to like, I guess, process a lot of, a lot of my own journey and realize, because I think even initially, like I still, I had some guilt about what I experienced just because it wasn't what I expected motherhood to be. And I think, you know, any, anyone that goes through this kind of has some of those, some of those feelings or whether it's guilt or whether it's shame or whatever, it's, it, it can be hard to get past. And, you know, this was one thing that I think really helped me to get past that and, and realize, you know, because I did a lot of research when, when writing my book and, you know, it really opened my eyes to the fact that there are so many moms out there that were just like me. I mean, their story may not be exactly like mine, yeah. but they went through a very similar experience. And I think, you know, being able to find that, that community and, and those women is, is so important in the healing process too. Um, you know, medication therapy are great, but at the same time, if you have the opportunity to talk to someone who's been there and done that, it can be so much more powerful. Absolutely. But you've gone one step further, Cassie. I know that you've done a lot of work, a lot of uh, great development work. You've even got your own app here. I've seen some of the reviews on your app and you know how useful it is for, for individuals to refer to. So uh, tell us a little bit about the app and what it does. Um, so the app is, it's called Mom Stuff, and 
it is a place that houses a lot of resources um, for postpartum depression specifically, but then also for just for all moms, it has resources for health and wellness, you know, how to take care of yourself, how to take care of your mental health, um, you know, how to kind of recover physically and emotionally from having a baby. And then also it has a social feature um, built into the app where, you know, moms can go either, you know, they can post as themselves or they can even post anonymously because like we talked about it before, it is hard it hard for some moms to, you know, really open up and admit some of these feelings that they have. So I wanted to make it an option for moms to be able to post anonymously and still, you know, be able to have other moms support them and, um, you know, give them, give them advice or help them, you know, to get, get through some of those, some of those things. Um, so that's a really important feature in that too, because it kind of brings that sense of community to just being able to have some of those, some women who have maybe, maybe they're not going through the exact same thing, but they, they've gone through their own things. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all, we all come out of this a little bit stronger, I think. And, um, you know, anyone that is willing to help, you know, other moms that are, that are struggling, I think it's just so important to have that format and that community to be able to do that. You've provided uh, amazing resources inside this app, but you've also got a lot of great links into and out of your website. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what mums can find on your website and where they will find you? Yeah, um, so my website is therealmomstuff.com and it is basically a hub of information for postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, you know, there are links to, like I mentioned, postpartum support, postpartum alliance, all these different organizations that are really pioneering the movement for raising awareness and uh, providing, you know, support for postpartum moms. And in addition to that, There's also, um, you know, I blog, so I write a lot about, like, my own experiences. I have other moms come in and write about their experiences, so it's not just, you know, my point of view all the time. And um, then also I've actually started, you know, offering some postpartum coaching to just kind of, um, you know, help. Obviously, I'm not a medical professional. I can't Mm -hmm. replace a a doctor or a therapist, but uh, just for, you know, moms to have someone to talk to that's that's been there and and done that and come out on the other the other side of it. That it goes points out again the importance of having somebody just to listen to you and share your experiences together. Now uh, I also notice on your website uh, you you have a mental health assessment. What is that that part all about, and how do you how do they go through that? Yeah, so um, it's actually just in a set. It's a like it takes five minutes, um, but it once you go through that assessment, it gives a lot of tips and um resources and and things like that you know and it's there are a lot of simple and i've recently gotten into like more holistic 
medicine um, for treating anxiety and depression. And so it it kind of goes more into the, what can you do as far as like nutrition and exercise and, you know, things like that to really um, help your, your mental health and, you know, be at the, at the peak of where you need to be. And very importantly, Cassie, when people want to get their hands on your book, can they get it through the website or is it another location? It's available on my website. I actually have a full store on my website um, where I have a lot of um, different just like fun stuff stuff for moms. I actually decided to design, you know, T-shirts and different things like that because, um, you know, why not? Why not? Well, absolutely. <laughs> and- <laughs> absolutely. So it's uh, it's available through my store, but then it's also available through um, Barnes and Noble. It's available through Amazon and basically um, any, you know, local bookstore. If it's requested, they they can order it. Um, It's available anywhere Ingram books are sold. Thank you so very much, Cassie. You're a wonderful soul. You're doing some amazing work. Now, uh, for everybody who's on the call today, if you're having some um, difficulty in this particular situation and, and you need some help, reach out to Cassie at therealmumstuff.com. I will be providing some links to Cassie and all of her resources, including her book. And in all of that, Cassie, this has been just such an eye-opener of a call. It's been a wonderful journey spending some time with you on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.